COVID, politics, and political strife, and prayer. Two recent studies in the U.S. and U.K. show how often people pray. The results might surprise you. Maybe our recent troubles have made people think about the things that really count. The polls showed that roughly half of Americans pray every day, 45%. 65% of respondents claim to pray at least once a week, but not every day. According to the poll, almost 50 million never pray at all. And the results of last year's British study are even more surprising. Those aged 18 to 34 are twice as likely to pray at least once a month than those 55 and up. The younger generation was also three times more likely to attend a religious service at least once a month. No matter what the numbers tell us, one thing is for sure, prayer is the lifeline for every Christian, and we could all use more of it. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're beginning a new series today called What We Need to Know About Prayer. It's a montage of songs from pop to rap to country, all singing about prayer. We really do talk a lot about prayer in our society, whether you're a Christian or not. But what do we really know about prayer? Is it just a request line to get what we want? Is it a mystical power that can change our destiny? Well, today we're going to think about what the Bible has to say about prayer and how it really is a precious gift given to God's people. Isn't it a beautiful thing that the one who made the world and made us is sovereign over history, over our lives right now, over where history is headed, that he has given us this incredible privilege. He says, come to me, come and Mm. talk to me. That's author Nancy Guthrie. She'll be joining us from Nashville in just a couple of minutes to help us better understand exactly what prayer is and how the Lord can use prayer in our lives to transform us and bring us closer to Him. Nancy has a great picture book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. It's full of colorful illustrations. It's chalked full of scripture. And it is so helpful that even adults like me and my wife, are using it to better understand what God's Word says about prayer. After the program, I want to send you what every child should know about prayer for your gift supporting Haven Today. Here's our number for after the program, 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or take an extra minute, go online Look at a sample of the book, and you can make your gift there. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now let's 
kick off this haven today with sovereign grace. We look to you. Deliver us from evil, Lord. We sojourn in our broken world. Though evil hands give rise to war, remind us this is not our home. This is Haven Today, and welcome. We are a West Coast-based ministry, and with me from Nashville, Tennessee, joining us today is Nancy Guthrie. We've had her on the program before, and I wanted to have Nancy on because a couple of dear friends of mine, one of them's now with the Lord, highly recommended a book she wrote. Nancy, welcome back to Haven Today. Oh, Charles, I'm so grateful to be with you and your listeners today. You wrote a book, and normally I don't like to sound like I'm pitching a book, but Janet and I are actually reading your book together this week. Give us the title. 
We'll dig into talking to you about this topic. It is a sweet little children's book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. Although maybe it's not really a little book because it actually has chapters to it, but it's still not too overwhelming. And I, I should mention, yes, it's, it's a nice hardback book designed in a style that would interest a child. Jenny Brake did a wonderful job for the illustrations for you there. This is a book you wrote to teach children how to pray. And as I started scanning the book when it first arrived in my mailbox, I said, Every adult needs to read this. Hence, Janet and I are reading your book together starting this mm. week, and we're doing it kind of slowly. What do you pray will happen if someone gets your book and they actually read it or their child reads it? Well, I love hearing from moms and dads and grandmothers and grandfathers that their kids day-to-day asked to pick up what every child should know about prayer, that they pick it up. And each page not only has some information about prayer, but then an invitation to pray. So to, to be able to put it in practice right away. And so I love hearing that their kids actually want to read the book and that it is leading them into prayer. I mean, what better thing could happen with a book about prayer than that kids would actually then want to pray and put it into practice. But the other thing I really love hearing is that the parents and grandparents themselves are finding this to be a help for them in their own prayers, to kind of get out of the rut maybe that they're in, either in prayerlessness or only praying a certain way, and to, along with their child and grandchild as they read it, to begin to pray in in new ways and Mm. to pray more faithfully and pray more consistently and more scripturally. Uh, I can't think of a better thing to happen from a children's book about prayer than that. Okay, let's back off a little bit. You can approach it like teaching children to pray, but I'm going to listen as an adult who needs to know how to pray more and not just pray more, but can I say pray better, Nancy? Is that allowed? Can I say that? Well, I'm just really grateful for you to say that, Charles, because, you know, I'm always afraid doing an interview, writing a book about prayer, then I'm going to be cast into the category of being an expert on prayer. And I suppose when you write a book about something, maybe you should be an expert. But I've written a number of books about prayer. But, you know, Charles, really, it's more about my desire, like you, to pray more faithfully, more consistently, And I kind of think that if I spend the rest of my life seeking to learn more about prayer and to pray, that maybe that's not a bad way to invest my life, Mm -hmm. because I'm actually destined to spend an eternity in the presence of Christ, fellowshipping with Him. And so I can't think of much better to invest myself in now than to develop my relationship with Him by talking to him. And isn't it a beautiful thing that the one who made the world and made us and is sovereign over history, over our lives right now, over where history is headed, that he has given us this incredible privilege. He says, come to me, Mm. come and Mm. talk to me. Mm. And uh, I want to hear what's heavy on your heart. I want to hear what you're thinking, what you're feeling. But more than that, I want to commune with you in such a way that I 
through my word, by my spirit, will begin to change what you think and change how you feel and conform you into the image of my son. And all of this is part of his purpose and what he accomplishes through this thing called prayer. Last week, I was in Florida. I've got a dear friend. He's a retired pastor and his wife. He's nearing the end of his life. He's had cancer. And I wanted to see him one more time before he goes home to be with the Lord. And he spends, all he can do right now is is read World War II books and pray for people. But as I was sitting there, and this man was used by the Lord to bring me back to the faith in my 20s. I was a Jonah. I was a journalist, one of those evil people. I was running from the Lord. This guy continued to pray for me almost every day after I met him. For decades, this man has prayed for me. Sometimes we relegate prayer, I fear, to, oh, you can't serve the Lord, so you just have a ministry of prayer. That's backwards, isn't it, Nancy? Where prayer should figure in our lives as believers. I think, Charles, the day's going to come when we are with Christ face-to-face, and we're seeing so much more clearly what he values and what's important to him. And as we see that more clearly, some of the people and the ministries and the things that we, you know, that we pour so much into are going to look very unimportant. And Mm. I think it's going to be a beautiful thing in heaven, actually, to see those who invested themselves in prayer consistently over the course of years, to see them honored, for them to receive the crown that they deserve, although I'm sure they'll want to just place it at his feet. But I think it's going to be a beautiful thing to see how heaven rewards and honors those who have invested themselves in prayer. Mm, I need this. I need your little book. I grew up in the faith in a style of Christianity, and I say this to our team sometimes, where, yes, we're going to have a prayer meeting at church, and we spend an hour talking about prayer, and then five minutes we pray. Exactly. I like I like what you say in your book. Let's pray. Just yes. do it. I have to tell you about doing this recently, Charles. Please. So, so my husband and I right now are jointly teaching a six-week Sunday school class on suffering at our church. And another book I wrote recently is a book called I'm Praying for You, which takes 40 passages of scripture that express purpose that God has in suffering and then turns that into prayer. So my contention is if the Bible gives us purposes for prayer, then we should then rather than only praying for God to take away our suffering, which is pretty much only what we know how to do, that we should expand our vocabulary for prayer, asking him to accomplish his purposes through the mm-hmm. suffering in our in our lives. And so in our Sunday school class I determined I didn't want to do exactly what you said. Spend the whole time talking about prayer and not pray. And so for the hour, we just asked people to stand up and share something they needed prayer about. And and our ground rules were, this can't be about somebody else that needs prayer, because that's the other thing we're comfortable with, right? We're comfortable saying, you know, my uncle has this problem, he really needs prayer. But no, this has to be a way that we can pray for you. And then I had passed out this sheet with all of these scripture passages that show purposes God had in prayer and and just said, let's give this a try. Let's try praying for these people according to the scriptures. 
And I have to tell you, Charles, I mean, just afterwards, I've gotten several texts from people in our Sunday school class and had conversations with people. They were so incredibly blessed, primarily because of just what you said, you know, that we talk about praying, but it was so sweet amongst the body of Christ at our church because people poured out very significant needs. You know, mm. a six-year-old who's talking about ending his life. Mm. You know, there's a woman whose whose son is away from Christ. So I had everyone who has a child who is wandering away from Christ, who is not in Christ. Let's stand up and pray for you. A person who is, you know, got stage four cancer and we prayed. So it was so powerful to just actually do it together rather than simply talk about it. Mm, That's good. I think with that in mind, we should not just talk about prayer. We should pray. And I should ask you to lead us in prayer right now. Could you do that for us, Nancy? I'd love to. Lord, we thank you for your word that shows us and invites us and trains us to pray. That at the very beginning of the Bible, we read in Genesis 4 that it was at this point that people to begin to call on the name of the Lord. And Lord, we want to be people who call on the name of the Lord. And by that calling upon your power, your goodness, your sovereignty. And Lord, we pray that you would be at work in our lives. Would you keep nudging us toward yourself in prayer? Would you make us, over the course of our lifetimes increasingly, more people of prayer? Lord, we don't want to see prayer as an afterthought or as maybe the only thing we can do, but Lord, would you increasingly give us such an esteem for the time that we spend in prayer that it's not a waste of time, it's not a lesser use of time, but that it's the way we could use our time in a way that would please you and would draw us even now into a closer relationship with you. Lord, we longingly look forward to the day when your kingdom does come and your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. That day when we will no longer see through a veil dimly, but we'll see you face to face and we'll be able to have that face to face communion with you. And so, Lord, fix our hearts on that day. Would you use even our prayers to draw us into longing for your return, longing for the establishment of your kingdom in this world, in the new heaven and the new earth? Give us a greater love for Christ as we pray and create in us a greater longing for his return. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Nancy Guthrie, we'll tell people how to get the book in a moment, but you have opened my eyes and I pray the eyes of many others on how not only I need to pray more, but how I can pray more and pray better. Thank you. You've been a real blessing. So glad to be with you and your listeners. We pray for blessings. We pray for peace. Comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to 
hear each spoken need Yet love is way too much To give us lesser things Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops What if your healing comes through tears What if a thousand sleepless nights Are what it takes to know you're near What if trials of this life Are your mercies in disguise get enough of that song often enough. We play it every once in a while, of course. Laura's story and blessings here on this Haven Today, what we need to know about prayer. You just heard Nancy Guthrie explain in a simple yet biblical way what prayer really is. 
And that's why children are being blessed by her wonderful picture book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. But let me fill you in on a little secret. Adults like me are using this book as well. It's not all picture book. Why is this? Well, because Nancy explains in an easy-to-understand language, English, by the way, what prayer actually is and how and why we should pray and the many things we can pray about. Plus, this hardback book is creatively arranged with helpful and colorful illustrations, and I mean good illustrations, that are chock full of Scripture. I know the kids around you are going to be blessed by this, but you yourself will be encouraged to pray more to the Lord your God after reading this book. And it might be a bit early, but I think this book would fit perfectly in an Easter basket for any child that might be in your life. I want to send you what every child should know about prayer for your gift to the ministry. Our number you can call right now, 800 654 3636-800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website. Look at the sample from the book. Make your gift there. And our web address, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And in case you wanted to get it last week but didn't get to, we also have for your gift to the ministry the Amazing Grace Radio Theater production about John Newton, William Wilberforce, Alada Aquiano. Ask about that when you call or look it up when you go to our website. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again next time when again together we get to share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A security blanket. We've all seen children carrying them around in stores, the park, or in the car, or anywhere. For whatever reason, that familiar blanket brings a sense of safety and security to the child. And all of us have security blankets as adults, too. It could be a person, an item, or the money in our bank account. We like to feel secure, but there's only one type of security that's completely certain. What the Lord gives to his people. Take Noah, for example. When the waters of the flood were rising around the ark, what did God do? We read that the Lord shut him in. Now that's the security that money can't buy, and it's ours in Jesus. Let Anchor Devotional encourage you in your walk with Christ through daily time in God's Word. Get started today at GetAnchor.com.